Our Bible story today is one that you've likely heard before. If you read the whole chapter in the Gospel of Luke, it's paired with the parables of the lost coin and the prodigal son. And if we look carefully at the introduction to this chapter, all our stories are told to teach the religious leaders of the time about the depth of God's grace and ability to forgive. You see, the religious leaders at that time um, would have considered themselves righteous or on the right side of the law, and they were grumbling because Jesus was welcoming and eating with the tax collectors and sinners. Surely no one that was right with God would dare associate with those kinds of people, and it was their grumbling that prompted Jesus to share these parables. I love a good parable, but the tricky thing about parables is that if you really dissect them and dive deep into them, there are layers and layers of possible meanings and interpretations. But a common practice while reading a parable is to put yourself into the story. And that's what our MPC kids have done today. Let's open our hearts to the word of God as told by the MPC kids. There was once a shepherd with a hundred sheep. You guys can always remember this was the day that you heard the Macarena played in church. But in all seriousness, there are several things that stood out to me as our kids presented this story. First, the takeaway and emphasis in their presentation focused heavily on the 99 sheep that were left behind. And that's a great place to start, because if we think about it, we might have questions about what's supposed to happen to the 99 sheep that have been left behind. The scripture passage is clear that the shepherd puts the lost sheep's needs first. And if you're one of the 99 in this metaphor, like the Pharisees were, there doesn't seem to be much justice in that. Why should the sheep that are doing the right thing, staying close to the shepherd, to be left to their own devices and at the mercy of the elements and wild animals? Well, in the interpretation you just saw, before the shepherd leaves, she says, stay here and watch out for each other. So in fact, the sheep aren't left to their own individual devices. They have each other. They have the privilege of strength in numbers and the privilege of being oriented and stable because they're part of a community. So much of what Jesus does teach and teaches reflects God's desire for us to be in community with one another and to do whatever we can to invite all people into that community as welcome and celebrated guests. You can't read this parable of the lost sheep or the other two parables in this chapter of Luke without noticing the emphasis on celebration. The CEB Bible even labels this section of scripture as occasions for celebration. God calls for celebration when someone is welcomed into the community. Celebration might look like dancing the Macarena. Celebration might look like new friends being made. Celebration might look like someone enjoying a meal with others and having the space to tell their story and truly be heard. Celebration happens anytime we make space in our communities to welcome someone who might not have been included before. So where are you in this parable? Do you identify with the 99 sheep 
Do you resonate with the sheep who has lost its way and longs to be found? What about the shepherd? It is pretty clear that the shepherd in this metaphor is God, our God who is always reaching out to find and comfort us and to bring us back into loving community with others. But didn't Jesus also say, love each other just as I have loved you? If we follow this commandment, we must also be compelled to identify with the shepherd and to go out intentionally to seek those that are lost. Now, more often than not, if this scripture is featured in worship, especially in other Christian traditions, these parables are used to emphasize the need for repentance, the need for the lost to reject their sinful ways and to truly know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But in the context of our story, this would place the responsibility of action ultimately on the sheep. And that doesn't check out. The parable of the lost sheep puts no emphasis on the sheep's need or ability to rescue themselves. That's the shepherd's job. And a rescue does not include shame or conditions. A rescue is about making the community whole again. And that means putting the needs of the lost sheep first. The hard work is on the shepherd. In our kids' presentation, the shepherd says that she will do whatever it takes to bring the sheep home and that she will always watch out for the sheep and keep them safe. She comes back bruised and beat up. She looks rough, as they said. She puts the needs of the lost sheep first, even before her own. It takes bravery to love like that. The shepherd is loving big and loving unconditionally and trusting the other 99 sheep will understand. The 99 sheep left behind care about the well-being of their lost friend, and they know that the shepherd must work to bring the lost sheep home even when they, the other 99, might be inconvenienced. They might even be put at risk and have to make some hard decisions, but the point is to be able and ready to welcome the lost sheep home and celebrate when their community is whole again. God rejoices when we are found. God celebrates because at the end of the day, God wants us to be together. How can we work to make our communities whole today, this week, and even in the coming months? Who's gone off the radar in your community and might need an invitation to be welcomed back into the fold? My hope for us is that we can find the courage to love like the shepherd, to love like God loves, to let our radical love welcome others and seek justice for the lost, no matter what. And I think we're brave enough for that.